Wright and Spike Cohen. Oh. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike the Jewbacca to my Han Solo Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I can't, I can't do the thing. I, I used to be able to do it, but I can't do it now. Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. It's a special episode because you're here. It's also a special episode because this is the election day night extravaganza, sort of, kind of. Well, there's really just the one right there. Are there are there a lot of other other big rate? Are there big races in this election? No. <laughs> No, there's not. I'm look. I'm literally googling big elections tonight. According to only... news that we are getting right now, Ashley Shade won her election. Oh wow! Well, that's a good one. I'm assuming because Jimmy Lee just said congratulations, Ashley Shade. So I'm assuming he's not giving us false information. I would sue. I would hope not. Can you look that up? That's true. Anyway, this is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out everywhere. Check us out on all social media platforms. Check us out on all podcasting platforms. Like, subscribe, share, comment, like comments, comment on likes, reply to comments, comment on replies, like the comments that reply to your comment, and then comment on their comment. And if you're subscribing to us on YouTube, be sure to hit the bell. Because we want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live. Matt. First and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fantastic people at Nakamal at Home for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. They are an and I'd like sponsor. to say it's really good. And I'd like to thank Le Bleu for this delicious water that I'm drinking. On this episode, Bula Vinaka. Bula Vinaka. I can't find anything about Ashley's race. So I was listening to a uh, podcast today because every once in a while I get tired of listening to political things. So I'll listen to murder podcasts, you know, kind of plan out my next few years. And, um, I was listening to one today called, uh, I believe it was called Over My Dead Body. And I was just kind of in and out on it because, you know, I was at work, so it was in my ear, but I was just kind of fading in and out while I was focusing on, you know, my job. And yeah, I think, I could be wrong, but I believe that um, there is a person that they talk about in this podcast uh, who is a murderer whose name is Jeremy Cohen. That's just factually incorrect. I mean, <laughs> I'm certain there's more. No, but it's, it's, no, it's wrong though. It's incorrect and it's, <laughs> I'm not, it's not real. That's, that's fake news. I don't say fake news, but that's fake news. I didn't do it. Fake news. Just fake news. I didn't do fake it. Fake news, CNN. He was in the trunk when I bought the car. 
She was in the trunk when I bought the car. This episode, of course, speaking of murder, this episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. The caucus that is murdering all the other caucuses, apparently. Uh, Second largest caucus in the party, dare I say, taking over the party. Uh, If you'd like to become... An official smothering member of the, Liberty. the party smothering scattering dicing capping and covering the rest of the libertarian the party. party one cockeye at a time or two cockeye at a time one caucus two cockeye at a time if you'd like to become a member go to the facebook group libertarian party waffle house caucus or you can become an official voting member which means nothing at all by going to the Muddy Waters Media store at muddywatersmedia.com slash store, and you can pick up some really sweet-ass Waffle House Caucus merch. You get a shirt. You get a hat. No, one of those isn't true. You can get a shirt, and you can get a button. We should probably have a hat, but we don't. The Gravy King. Joe Soloski is running to be the next governor Pennsylvania. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania's success, and if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever, go to joesoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Jack Casey is running to put these books in your eye holes, and you can help him by going to the royalgreen.com. Jack has written not one, not two, certainly not four, but three books, the Royal Green in Silver Throned, and the Crowned by Gold. This is part of the whole series called the the Royal. I think it's is the is the series called the Royal Green. I think it's the Royal Green series. The Royal Green series, whatever the series is called, we wouldn't know because we haven't read the books and we never will. But you should by going to the royalgreen.com and making money for Jack Casey. Is he a, a cult leader? Maybe. Thomas Queter is running to be the next state senator of the 52nd District of New York. I'm actually going to be hanging out with him more on that later. Thomas Queter says he can run better than Albany, which is hilarious because he has a very rare genetic deformity that has left him bound to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Get it? Thomas Queter is one of the best people I know. He's a good man. He's a crippled man. He's a good crippled man. And he'd like to be the first libertarian state senator in New York. And you can help him by going to tomfor52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2 dot com. Defy the power. Stitches and glitches. They make custom-made tumblers. And they they don't call them bongs, but I'll call them bongs. They call them special tumblers for smoking. What is it they call them again? uh water something water, or others yeah water pipe water icy water tumblers bongs <laughs> yeah. they're, they're bongs they're bongs uh they're these tumblers are incredible quality we matt and i both have them as do our significant others and they are incredible quality um very affordable and they will let you customize them for free which is insane 
the level of customization they do is incredible and they don't charge anything extra because they just love doing this so much. So if you go to Stitches and Glitches or DefyThePower.com. Water pipes. Water pipes. Water That's pipes. Different than Thank you, John. No, but there was something in there that said like tumbler, like pipey tumblers. Mm. Anyway, if you go to StitchesAndGlitches.com or DefyThePower.com, you can get a tumbler today of the most highest of qualities. You can use the code MONEYTUMBLER for 10% off. The bad news is you can't yeah. get 10% off for customization. But the good news is it's because also, it costs the- $0. The, the 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 code expired on oh. Sunday night. You can't use it. Yeah. But but <laughs> don't you can't use that code anymore. If you choose to customize it, then that saved you even more. Like half off, honestly. Like the level of right. customization they right. do is ridiculous. Defythepower.com, stitches and glitches dot com. Matt. Yes. I was trying to make a Waffle House hat really quick while you were doing that. And, uh, wow. I need to, yeah. And that's why to... you need to go to Stitches and Glitches and DefyThePower.com <laughs> to get your tumblers. Nope. Matt? Nope. Okay. Yep. Was, oh, no, if you want to no, sue us. Like, I'm going to have to do some. Oh, yeah. If you want to sue us. Tough. For not having you Waffle better, House hat. You better not try to sue us in Florida because we'll kill you. In Florida, not like literally, <laughs> we won't murder you, but like we'll kill you in court with kindness and with Chris Reynolds. We're gonna say that differently from now on. Uh, if you try to sue us, we'll sue you back. But if you want to sue someone else in Florida, then you should go to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. He will represent you, and he will get you so much money. You'll never have to work again. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. Matt. Um. Yeah, Joe Makes Drifts over on YouTube says USPS won't mail my vape stuff no more and I'm mad as hell. Okay, buddy, look, um, I feel your pain. I do. Uh, Because they did the same thing to me and they, because I don't know who you use for your vaping purchases online. I was going through electric, electronic or electric tobacconist and uh, they were using this company that was so bad that um i swore i would never use them again and they're like we're really sorry here's five dollars and i was like cool and i went to go use it before it expired and the shipping on it was now like forty dollars in order to get shipping done for a twelve dollar bottle of juice uh so now it is literally cheaper just to go and purchase it at your local vape shop and then you're supporting local as well yes Incidentally, the one race that we're actually following, besides Ashley Shade, who already won, is uh, Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe are running neck and neck uh, for governor of Virginia uh, with Princess Blanding of the Liberation, not Libertarian, Liberation Party. I've gotten some calls. No, I have not endorsed her. and No, she's not a Libertarian. But anyway, uh, I wish her well. I wish her the best. And uh, But Glenn Youngkin currently, with 51% of the results in, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, is currently ahead, 55 to 43. Um, 
the counties to watch, there are a few of them, but the main counties to watch are this one, this one, and this one. Well, there are a couple others too, but these are the ones I'm really watching, but especially this one. Fairfax County is the only county with a population of over a million that I could see. And Terry McAuliffe has a, a so far a commanding role there. And so if you look at most of the other counties, they have a population of anywhere from you know, half a percent to five or six percent of the population there. Now, there are some other counties that McAuliffe is leading in, but more modestly that have higher populations. And there are a couple that have some fairly large populations that Youngkin is leading in, like the Virginia Beach County. Um, so it's pretty neck and neck with Youngkin. Actually, Youngkin's fairly well ahead everywhere else, except here. That's the D.C. County there. Actually, these three are the D.C. County, but that's yeah, the real D.C. County. So it's really going to come down to what kind of turnout, and then I guess Arlington County as well, which is a smaller one right there. But that's going to be the really big one, I guess, Fairfax City as well. But that whole area there is going to be yeah. what really uh, needs to be watched. David over on YouTube says Virginia Beach is the second largest population of all of them. And yeah, that's accurate. Um, mm. Can't I can't see what that was. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, sounds sounds right. Prince William County has a higher population, but it's not a whole city. It's a county. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens here. This is going to be a, uh, a nail biter. Although if this lead, if uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking Glenn Youngkin's lead isn't going to hold, but who knows? It might. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I like, don't think I, it's going to hold. I think he, I think he could win. Yeah. I think Youngkin could win, but I don't think he's going to win by twelve percent or whatever that says right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It it it's going to be closer than twelve percent, definitely. And if McCull McCulloch was the governor uh, before Governor Blackface was the governor, yep. and yep. Governor Blackface has been Governor Blackface in my mind so long, I forgot what his real name is. Northam, Ralph Northam. Northam, Ralph Northam. Yeah, Governor Blackface. Um, governor Blackface. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was Terry McCulloch who, and he's he is your typical Clintonite. Uh, he's good mm -hmm. friends with Bill and Hillary, and uh, he was a DC insider. And uh, he won back in, what, 11-ish? 13? Probably 13. 13, I think, uh, yeah. One in, one in 13, served his term, uh, couldn't run again because that's how Virginia is. You can only do one term at a time. And uh, then Ralph Northam, Governor Blackface, uh, took over. So Youngkin uh, is trying to kind of defeat the incumbent yep. in this situation. Um. One of the things that one of the things that people are mentioning about this race is they were worried about the uh, black turnout for this race because Ralph Northam is so widely known as Governor Blackface. Governor Blackface, yeah. Governor Blackface, that uh, many of them have lost a lot of trust in the Democratic Party in Virginia, uh, so they're worried that they just aren't going to show up to vote. And also Yunkin is the first non-Democrat to receive uh, endorsements from different factions of the NAACP in Virginia yep. uh, ever. So uh, the Democrats are sweating this, uh, but they are saying that they don't believe that this 
that this election is going to be decided until Friday. Do you remember when elections were decided the same night? Do you remember those days? Vaguely. Yeah, I mean, let me see. When we knew at the end of election night who won. Um, yes, that's a that was a different time, Matt. That was a different time. That was before two thousand. Um, that was before two thousand. Let me line that up so people can. Oh, there we go. So now at fifty four percent, Youngkin's still ahead, fifty five point nine to fifty forty three point four. This is, it's it's really going to come down to just how much Fairfax County can it's, it's take. It's going to be Fairfax. It's going to yeah, be Fairfax and then down near Richmond, um, Chester County. Chesterfield Lincoln. County, Youngkin's ahead. Uh, go go up. Go up to that tiny little one that's Richmond City. Yeah, there's and no then, 0% in from Richmond. Right, and then population. Okay, so Enrico doesn't have as much as I thought that they did. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, the um, so, yeah, the Democrats are going to say that this is going to take until Friday, which means that the GOP uh, is already talking about voter fraud and uh, election fraud and things. like. Oh, that. yeah. If we have a situation like with Trump where like Youngkin is ahead for a while and then the votes start pulling in from the cities and, and, and uh, McAuliffe wins, get ready for accusations of uh voter fraud yeah but there won't be anything done there won't be anything done because ralph northam won't do anything about it no whether uh, it's real or not it's not gonna happen yeah right whether it's real or not um so it's gonna be interesting uh this is sort of a bellwether on what 22 is gonna look like virginia is actually kind of good for that because they they are a they're a newly democrat state they're a newly blue right. state. Uh, yeah. The first time that they went blue was in 2008 with Obama. Uh, they've gotten Democrat governors, but it was kind of Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. And then and sometimes it would go Republican, Republican, but it never went Democrat, Democrat. Uh, yeah. In 2008, they went blue uh, for Obama, and pretty much they have been a blue state ever since. And mainly, as Spike was pointing out, that's because of Arlington County, Fairfax County, and um, Loudoun Loudoun County, Prince William a little bit, but that's only because people from those areas moved out just a little bit more. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, I grew up in Prince William County. Uh, so I know the area relatively well. Um, so in 2008, they turned blue and they've been blue ever since. But it's always been kind of close. Like you kind of watch them, but you kind of just assume that they're going to go Democrat at this point. If the Republicans can squeak out a win here in Virginia that was a red state to a purple state to a blue state, if they turn it back into a red state, the Democrats in 22 are going to be terrified because that means in areas where it's purplish or leans red that they are still uh, that they're incumbents in, Mm -hmm. they are going to be facing an uphill battle. Yep. Exactly. They're going to be facing an uphill battle. It didn't. It did not help that I don't know if McAuliffe's campaign did this, or if it was just the Lincoln Project or whatever. Yep. But sending oh, with out, the white white supremacists, the, yeah. Send, sending out the people dressed up like MAGA lovers, wearing the yep. holding the tiki torches and stuff, like that did not help. 
that did not help even every a major left leaning group out there was like trashing the Lincoln project and saying, we have nothing to do with this. This was garbage. Don't do this. And they're like, we're just trying to show that he, no, no, you're not. You're, you wanted people yeah. to think that there were white supremacists that were doing that. were going to Yunkin the rally. Like, give me a break. Um, incidentally, another race we're watching Scotty Bowman was your, um, guest last week. And currently in the race for police commissioner district four, Scotty Bowman and his uh, opponent Willie Bell are tied zero to zero. Ooh. Yeah, I, th I don't think theirs ends until eight o'clock their time. Ah, okay. It's a close race. So, um, also, by the way, nail biter. Nail biter this is a real nail biter. Which one's going to get that one vote? Um, also, this is the uh, Mudwater uh, Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment. We just went straight into it. Uh, brought to you by Mudwater Coffee Alternative. If you woke up and said, I never want coffee again in my life, I'd like to instead drink a bunch of things that don't taste that great, but are much better for me. Masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that should do it. That's pretty much all I want to put in my mouth in the morning. Yum, yum. Maybe a little honey. You're definitely going to want honey. Uh, I have great news for you because we're selling that. We're selling that mud water. You go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud. You can pick up some today. It is going to taste. Mm, you're going to want just like you think it's going to just like you think. Think about tea, unsweetened chocolate, mushrooms, turmeric, salt, and cinnamon. Mm, no sugar there, by the way. And yeah, definitely definitely gonna i they the sea salt was a flex honestly i think that was they wanted to just drive home that they weren't worried about what this tasted like <laughs> so what you want to do though because it's very good for you it's got one seventh of the cup of the caffeine of a cup of coffee so that you can feel good like this but you don't feel down from the caffeine uh crash afterwards like this that's what caffeine crashes look like. This is what caffeine crashes look like. <laughs> this is what a caffeine, yeah. Uh, if you go to mudwater, muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, you can get some today. It's actually, I, I I take it. It's good. It's good, but it's not. You really want to say take it. Take it sounds. Use it as a, you drink it. Like a medicine. You take it like medicine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No one says, hey, I'd like to drink some Sudafed. They say, I'd like to take some Sudafed or some cough syrup. Is Sudafed is a drink drug. cough syrup. Oh. <laughs> Depends on what time we're talking about. Uh, so, um, speaking Jim of things Sack. that taste terrible <laughs> and that when combined you'd expect to be terrible, Jen Saki and COVID. Jen Psaki is currently one of the, she is in the group of people that is probably tested the most, that is uh, protected the most yep. with the people that are allowed to be around her. Yep. And I'm just going to go out and say she's probably one of the most vaccinated people in the world. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can be more vaccinated than somebody else, but uh, she tested positive for COVID. Uh-oh. Now, 
there isn't a single person that she comes in contact with that hasn't been tested or hasn't been vaccinated or you know isn't wearing a mask or isn't social distancing there is some combination of all of that that is happening with every single person every she single meets person. yep every day of the week uh, yep and she tested because covid's positive. not going anywhere she... covid's not going anywhere COVID's now not going anywhere my snarky self wants to say she should have worn a mask more often but i'm willing to bet that she did like i i, I honestly I believe that she was probably I think she doesn't wear a mask for the press conference because can you imagine how dirty that mask would be with all the crap that just comes spewing out during a just just all the back held there. <laughs> so uh, I would say that, but the mask probably wouldn't have helped much. And if you are a person who is watching the show for some reason who believes that the pack of a hundred masks that you got from sam's club for ten dollars is doing anything to keep COVID away you're wrong COVID's not going anywhere it's going to be like the cold or the flu and you can get your shots and your boosters but that's not going to change whether or not you're going to get it yep you're at all best, going to get it at some point at best it will give you milder symptoms and as it mutates with each new wave, that's going to become less and less effective. You want to require that to be able to go anywhere? Get back to me after your 15th booster. Because the yeah. boosters aren't every year. They're like with the flu, they're going to be every three to six months. So give it like three, four years. Speaking of people in the White House who excrete crap. Wow. Joe Biden (laughs) had a trip to the Vatican. Pope? uh, Matt? Pope? How did did that go, Matt? So he had a trip to the Vatican. He met with the Pope Pope for for an exorbitant amount of time. He met with the Pope for an exorbitant amount of time um in the bm room uh but we're not saying that this definitely happened yeah because we don't know we have no idea we weren't there we weren't in the vatican there's no way of knowing i don't know where spike was i haven't been paying that close attention i think he was in was not there i think he was in alabama last week but i'm not sure he was in alabama i was here i was here in florida we weren't at the vatican we don't know what transpired between the pope and the president but according to amy tarkanian the former nevada gop chairwoman the rumor is this the word around rome is that biden's meeting with the pope uh, that Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because Biden had a bit of a bathroom accident at the Vatican and it had to be addressed prior to him leaving. I know we often joke about this, but this is the actual rumor going around Rome now. And again, we don't we know don't if know. this is real. We don't even know if the rumor is real, but... Nope. Now, of course, Snopes has preemptively said 
that it's false. The reasoning behind their, because when I Googled it, Snopes was like the first thing that came up. The reasoning behind it was uh, Snopes has said there is no evidence that this happened, so they have rated it false. To which I thought, but there's no evidence it hasn't happened. That's true as well. Now, obviously, you know, you're Guinness, you're innocent until proven pooped. But yeah, yeah. So there's a chance that the leader of the free world, free world, um, you know, the world where the leader of the free world pooped his pants. Uh, the the but we don't. The, the leader of the free the leader of the free world where they're getting ready to mandate vaccinations for citizens yeah. and uh, has a higher prison population anywhere else in the world. Um, yep. The leader of that uh, possibly pooped his pants while partaking with the Pope. Wow, the president pooped. With the Pope, the Papal, partaking. Possibly. Possibly. In the Pontiff room. In the Pontiff. pontiff. The Pontiff. Again, possibly. Not even probably. Possibly. Possibly. Now, we do know that uh, he then swung by the old COP26 summit to virtue signal with a bunch of politicians who all flew there in private jets for something that could have been an email. Or a Zoom call. Instead, they they and tens of thousands of support staff came in private jets, emitted the amount of carbons that a small state did that same day, got together to talk about climate change. Did they walk away saying that they should deregulate the safest, cheapest, cleanest, and most carbon-neutral form of energy, nuclear? No, of course not. They called for a no. global minimum tax that all of the developed countries, except for China and Russia, of course, they're not going to do it. Why would they commit economic seppuku to the altar of climate change when they could just let everyone else do it? And of course, since they're the major contributors, or certainly China and India are uh, the major contributors to uh, pollution and climate change, nothing's going to actually change. These politicians can continue to grandstand and bullshit you. On your own dime. While that happened, Joe Biden had a nappy time. Bullshit. Biden shit. Biden, Biden shit. Yes. The, 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 the Pope. Biden shit. Pope poop. Pope poop. Pope poop. Uh, Joe Biden had a... Well, we have some exclusive footage of Joe Biden. Here. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words and promises. We need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah, blah, blah. And where has that led us? Over 50% of all our CO2 emissions have occurred since 1990, and a third since 2005. Listen, I would have fallen asleep too. 
I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I would have fallen asleep too. I I I don't blame him for falling asleep. I don't there blame was, him. There are not that many opportunities I get to make a video of Joe Biden potentially sharding. In his sleep. I couldn't pass that up. In his sleep. Sadly, uh, there will probably be more opportunities for you to do that in the near future, and they will increase over time. Um, so there's that to look forward to. Listen, I, I, I probably would have dozed off too. The difference is I would have not wasted my time or taxpayer money even going there in the first place. I would have written everyone and said, this could have been an email. And then I'd go to bed, saving all sorts of climate emissions and my time and the American taxpayer's money. And I'd take a nice nap in the, in the White House. And I'd wake up Did and you I'd do say, that? what? Did you hear that when he was meeting with French President uh, Macaroni, um, Macron, um, and Macron was like, he was asking him, he was like, yeah, you made this deal, you know, French-like. I can't do a French accent. You made this deal with uh, with, with England and Australia, and you just yeah. left us out of the mix altogether. And by the way, honestly, I had no idea about any of that. I believe that. He's just, I had no idea about any of it. Sorry. I believe that. No clue. I believe that. You don't believe that? I, I, uh, I 100% believe it. So that was a moment that was very much like when, um, when uh, the journalist Khashoggi was murdered. Yeah. Yep. And everybody was asking Trump, they were saying, you know, why don't you go after the Saudis for murdering Khashoggi? You know, he was an American citizen and this shouldn't have happened, blah, yep. blah, blah. And Trump sat there in a press conference and said, I'm not going to blow up the world's economy for one journalist. Yep. That was the most honest moment any any of that us have ever seen easily from most, a president. Yeah. Easily. That was easily. as honest as it got. Joe Biden saying, I had no idea about any of this, was the second most honest you have ever seen a president be. Yep. He right. didn't mean to do it. No. No, he did not know that was happening, and he didn't mean to do it. Oh, update, real quick update, with 63% in Glenn Youngkin, still ahead by almost 12 points. What are we or looking at there? About I guess 11 points, yeah. What's that? Yeah, by, by 200, over 200,000 votes. And uh, Fairfax County's 32% in, so if they're going to... They're going to pull some kind of thing. They're going to have to do it soon. Yeah, this is a. I'm not going to say it's unprecedented, only because of how how upset Ralph Northam made the the black community in Virginia. Yeah, and how bad the first eleven months, ten months of Joe Biden's presidency have been. This is not unprecedented. No. If it's not, if it's not a blowout. I think Terry McAuliffe comes back and wins it. But right now it is looking very much. No, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to even say it because I it's don't want to. Listen, it is looking increasingly like he could win. This it's season. looking increasingly like this is going to be a Yunkin win. And I will, another thing, uh, Terry McAuliffe was constantly painting Glenn Yunkin as, a Trumper and MAGA yeah. hat wearing 
uh, candidate. I don't believe Trump showed up to that campaign until the eve of the election, until uh, last night, or no. maybe not last night, but over the weekend. And this means that, you know, with Virginia, they've got early voting. So most of the people had voted anyway, um, right. or a good portion of them voted anyway. I don't want to say most, but uh, Terry McAuliffe, he brought out everybody. He had Obama. He had uh, Harris came out a couple of times. Joe Biden yep. came out. Jill came out. Yep. He was pulling out all the stops. Glenn Youngkin was like, I don't really need anybody to come here and speak on my behalf. I'm just going to do it. And if that works for him and he ends up winning, good on like good on him. Yeah, he will have defeated the entire Democratic Party and the, the shadow of Trump looming behind him. So here's where we are. Uh, uh, Fairfax County is 32 percent in. McAuliffe's lead is actually a little bit more modest there than it was before. It's still 68 percent. He's still commanding lead. But before it was like 70 something. So, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to, it's, I don't think that we are, uh, I don't think that we are anywhere near the end of this race. No. No, but we're getting close to, uh, with 63% in and a 12 point lead, 11 point lead. Yeah. Uh, 11. Man, I don't know what my password for the New York Times is. Uh, with an 11 point lead. Yeah, just under that 11 is, point lead. That's yeah, that that's a that's a strong lead at this yeah. time. And again, it's and, all going to come down to Fairfax. And it's not as though these there aren't other. I mean, there's still plenty of other counties that are still that are that are pulling in votes for that are heavily for Yunkin that are still pulling votes in. So it's not like oh, we've already reached the Republican total like um, um, uh, Virginia Beach County, where Yunkin has a commanding lead, uh, still has 45 percent to go. So, I mean, we're, this is, I'm not going to be surprised if by the end of the show, they've predicted someone's going to win. Well, we will, we will find out. We will find out together, everybody. Now, speaking of which, going back to this, here's what we're also going to find out. And that is who left messages for us here on the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment where you can go to anchor oh, let me close that where you can go to anchor.fm uh slash muddied waters and you can leave messages for us that we will answer right here on the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment brought to you by personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law if you need to sue someone in florida ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. He'll get you so much money, it'll be, you won't know what to do with it. So here are the messages here. And we've got five. Are these first two the ones that were from last? No, the, yeah, those are the ones from last. I just, I don't have it in me to delete them yet. Okay. Um, and this one from Matt Hicks, that's a new one? Yeah, the the three above it are new. Okay, all right. So here is one from Laser Legend himself, Matt Hicks. Hello there, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor, call in moment TM, with your Jelaine Maxwell trial update. So firstly, uh, 
the federal prosecutors uh, handling the case have refused to offer any sort of plea deal, which is an interesting development. Uh, it means uh, two things, that they have a slam dunk case and that they are not getting pressure from up on high to make this all go away quietly. And secondly, uh, the judge in the case has also ruled that Jelaine Maxwell's defense attorneys will be allowed to call her accuser victims to the stand, which is kind of unusual in cases involving uh, sexual assault and crimes of the like. So do with that what you will. Hashtag laser legend. It's incredible. I think they're relying on the media just not talking about it. You know, here we are. Everyone's talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Right. Which I understand. I get it. Will not this be. was a what's that? Which we will I mean, I can talk about it a little bit, but um like it's not in our notes to cover tonight. It's not in our notes to cover tonight, and frankly, the trial's just starting. It and it's a trial of whether a kid killed three people or not. Kid, seventeen year old, whether a young man killed three people or not. Okay, that's we can talk about that. Jelaine Maxwell was allegedly part of a global pedophile ring of some of the most powerful people on the planet. I feel like that's more important. And we're not talking about it at all. Oh, and the main person involved killed himself in a supermax facility where he was supposed to be monitored 24-7. So, here's the next one from James M. Ray. Hey, Spike and Guy on left. This is James M. Ray calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. And I think I got that right, which means I'm probably not drinking enough. Anyway, today's message is about a very important project I have where I'm trying to herd all the cats to go along with me and maybe you will and maybe they won't but from the 24th thanksgiving the 25th to the 28th there is um uh i i am proposing that everyone turn free ross into your middle name and um i know it's a weird ask but and, and it's not my idea other people have done it first but if we all did this just for that weekend it would be really, really cool, and it might get the the Biden administration's attention. Who knows? Anyway, thanks. Bye. So James is talking, of course, about Ross Ulbricht, um, who uh, was the founder of Silk Road, one of the either the founder or one of the founders of Silk Road, and who was basically railroaded into a life uh, a life sentence in prison for the um, with the feds by the FBI. And uh, we've been trying to uh, call, we've been calling for his, uh, his being set free, or at least having his sentence commuted. And uh, I, you know, I think there are many different ways we can do that and try to get attention. So thank you, James. And now I, um, here's our, go ahead. I saw, I, I, I saw Ross's mom speak mm -hmm. at, uh, yeah, at the, uh, at the Tom Woods event in Orlando and uh, she had a message, an audio message that she played from Ross, and it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And this is a person who, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm certain it. <clears throat> most of the people watching the show live know who this person is. 
the people who listen afterwards or watch afterwards, you might be catching this because you're just learning about a lot of the stuff. Um, this guy, Ross, was not the monster that the government painted him out to be. He was I, he was a pacifist, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he's a pacifist. He's not just a libertarian. He's a pacifist. So he didn't want any guns sold on his platform, uh, even though he right. thought people had the right to have guns. He didn't want to be a part of that. He's yeah, he's not just a libertarian. He's a pacifist. He doesn't support violence for any reason. Right. Yeah, and uh, he's got double life sentences uh, for things that happened on Silk Road and saying that he had a hand in it, uh, which if he's a pacifist who didn't want guns on, on his site because he didn't want any kind of violence on there, but people were able to still use it how they wanted to, which means right. Section 230 should have protected him, but instead they didn't protect him in this situation. Yep. because they didn't like what he was doing yep. uh this is a person that needs to get out uh immediately he needs yep. to be he at, at the barest of minimums commute the sentence yeah at the barest yep. of minimums commute the Absolutely. sentence let him out of prison today and there were so many problems uh, with his trial um, the, the judge did not allow the, um, witnesses to hear that the main investigators ended up going to prison for various fraud charges, including some that were loosely related to the Silk Road investigation. Um, they were not allowed to call their own witnesses. They weren't allowed to see a lot of the evidence. It was heavily redacted for national security purposes. Um, before they even did the trial, they uh, trumped up some charges that he had hired hitmen to kill people. And they used this ridiculous, what I would call an altered uh, 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 digital journal that they claimed was his, where it has all these really mundane changes that were made to Silk Road. And then it has an entry that says, hired hitman to kill X, Y, and Z. It's like, really? And it was just nonsense. Um, and, uh, and I, I don't believe for a second and, and they, they dropped those charges, but that was sufficient to get that in the media that he was this drug kingpin using this website and he was killing the people that got in his way and all this crap is all garbage. He was railroaded. They wanted two things. Number one, they wanted his Bitcoin, which was worth millions back then and is now worth billions. The other thing that they wanted, cause he was using Bitcoin. The other thing that they wanted was to shut down a website like this and make an example of it and say, if anyone does this, we're going to destroy your life. We're going to destroy you. We're going to put you in Supermax for the rest of your life if you make a website that operates outside of the control of the, of the U.S. government. And that's all that this was about. So, free Ross, pardon him, or at the very least, commute a sentence. Commute a sentence. At the very least. Let him out of prison today. Yep, exactly. So Nullick Trop, the Eskimo libertarian, who, by the way, well, big news on her in a minute, but uh, we're going to play her message now. This is our final message for the night. Hey, Mr. Wright and Mr. Cohen. It's the Eskimo libertarian here calling in on an anchor call-in moment. Uh, today is election day. And I was wondering, do you guys participate in elections? It seems like libertarians are torn on whether, you know, participating in elections is a libertarian thing or not. Uh, so I was wondering if you guys, you know, 
could explain do you guys participate in elections why or why not and why do you think folks don't participate in elections and uh yeah have a great day so this is a this is a really good question uh not that i expect anything less from the eskimo libertarian uh she is fantastic in every single way um huge fan huge like i i don't call myself a fan of a lot of people but i am a huge fan of hers yeah um yeah she's she is fantastic but um so i used to be very big on participating in elections used to be very big on it um and then i met a guy who kind of showed me how Participating in elections is not the, you're sort of supporting the state at that point by, you know, yes. going along with the charade that uh, you have a choice in any of this when, especially as somebody who votes third party, uh, you're attempting to get to your 5% or your magic number in order to be considered a major party so you can take government money. Yes. To run better races. Um, so I've sort of backed off of that. And I kind of had, like, I did not vote in the election here in St. Pete today. Um, I, I, I have a rule now. If I know you personally, I will go out to vote for you. If I don't know you personally, I'm probably not going to go out to vote for you. I'm not going to waste yeah. my time with it. That's sort of my that's sort of my all around rule right now. That could change tomorrow, but right now, today, and I can say that since I didn't go out to vote. Uh, if I don't know you, you're not going to get my vote. If, if you would not say hi to me in public, like I have to know you that well. Not we've met at a bar once, right. at a campaign. Now, like if. I have to know you and we would have to be, if, if I saw you randomly, you would, you and I would be drawn to talk to each other for a short period of time. Other than that, I'm not going to waste my time voting for you because you're going to get into office. I mean, not, not all of you, but some of you might not do things like this, um, but you're going to get into office and you're going to do all the things that you promised that you weren't going to do uh, like every other politician. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I didn't vote in uh, in today's elections, but only because um, there weren't a lot of elections in my county and no one that was running was anyone I would ever vote for. So that was the end of that. Um, I'm not in the city of Myrtle Beach, but honestly, I don't really like any of the people that were running in Myrtle in the city anyway. Um, so, right. you know, I didn't vote either. I don't I, I've I've never liked the idea that voting is such a civic duty that you should do it even if you don't really know who to vote for that's dangerous you're actually using your proxy violence that you can use without knowing how you're using it it would be like being given a gun with one bullet in it and just randomly firing it into the, into the sky or into a you know into a wall or into a doorway and hoping it hits a bad guy or something like it, it's just it's not a it it is not a uh, I wouldn't recommend it you know vote when you believe that you're and, voting to reduce harm you're voting to set people free you're voting to help people um, 
And this don't, don't uh, I just want to re- who you're born. Uh, I just want to reply. Uh, Jericho Banker says you should vote if there's a libertarian on the ballot. No, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. That is the same thing that Republicans and Democrats always say. You have to vote because this is going to be the election that, you know, this is the most important election of our lifetime. And if we don't get a Republican, in, we don't get a Democrat. in. You need to vote not based on party. I don't care if they're libertarian or not. You need to vote for people that you believe in. And just because somebody has a libertarian, has an L after their name, or here in Florida, it's LPF. Uh, it's probably different in every state. Um, but just because somebody has LPF after their name does not guarantee I'm going to vote for them. I'm going to look at them and say, is this a candidate that I can support? And if they are a candidate I can support, and I know them. Um, now, that's a new rule. Um, I'm certain many of you can guess how that rule came about. Yeah. Um but if you have LPF after your name, I'm not just automatically going to vote for you. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to try to talk to you. I'm going to go to your events and I'm going to figure out what you're about before I cast that ballot for you. Right. Uh, here in Florida, there was a situation that was going on where somebody was running for Senate. And I wrote an article that said why I won't vote for just any libertarian. And there is... One of my arguments was the joy of being a libertarian is I have the choice. I don't have to vote for a D because they're a D or an R because they're an R. And I'm because of that, I'm definitely not going to vote for an L because they're an L. Yeah, just because they're somebody, an L. Just because they're an L. Because here in Florida, you just have to say, okay, I'm registered as a libertarian for a year, so now I can run. You don't even have to really be a libertarian, and you're just running because you want to run. Yep. That doesn't mean I'm going to vote for you. You may be a alt-right neo-Nazi fascist. That might be speaking That's from That's happened before. We've had that libertarian has. candidates who have won primaries and no one knew who they were. And they turned out to either be like neo-Nazis or pedophiles. There are a lot of, of creeps out there who will, you know. Or is it, yeah, the guy in Virginia. In states. Yeah, in Virginia, yeah. Who yeah, the guy will in use the, they'll use the primary process. No one knows who, you know, it's easier to win that primary because there's fewer people voting in it. And you go and give a song and dance and then you get in there and it turns out you're a scumbag. Like, just because they have an L, don't, don't do what they do with the R's and D's. Vote libertarian every time. But libertarian meaning an actual libertarian. Not just that they have the L next to their name. Even if they don't have the L next to their name, but you know they're an actual libertarian, then you can then vote for them. And yeah, that might mean they have an I next to their name or it might mean that they have an R or a D next to their name or it might be that they don't have anything next to their name or yeah, it'll mean they have an L next to their name. But vote based on them being actually libertarian in their beliefs. Uh, an interesting note that I'm seeing on Twitter uh, when it comes to these elections. School choice became a really big part of this election, more so than I think anyone expected. And it it did so because Democrats believed that school choice would be a bad sell and protect our schools would be a good sell. Mm, hey, guess what? With 69% of the vote coming in. Nice. Uh, yes, nice. Glenn Youngkin, let me see if that's updated now. 
You know, with, okay, that, that already was updated. Now I gotta crap. Now I gotta like line it up again. With 60, no, it's already lined up. With 69% of the vote in, nice. Uh, Glenn Youngkin's still ahead by 200,000 votes. And Fairfax votes. County now, yep. majority of Fairfax County is in, and McAuliffe's lead is now down to 66% in that county. This is. Uh, Currently, they are rescanning 20,000 ballots from Fairfax County from four early voting locations for what why i don't know why no no it just says rescanning um oh that's a link neat rescanning uh from four after an issue hang on an ad popped up uh from four of their after an issue scanning the electronic media or thumb drives according to a spokesperson for fairfax county elections department Scanning comes on election day for Virginia with the race for governor being closely watched across the state and country. Doesn't really say, uh, doesn't really say what the issue was. Why? There was an issue scanning the electronic media and they will be rescanned. So they are rescanning 20,000 in Fairfax County right now. Oh, goody. So I'm trying to find, where's Richmond? Is that Richmond? Because uh, Richmond is the Richmond. tiny one down it's very small. It's the blue one surrounded by red. This one oh, that's right Petersburg. Okay, so it's the one that uh, it's the one above it that doesn't have any color. To the right. This one. One more. It's the little little one. That's rich. Yeah, fifteen percent in. McAuliffe's leading there, but you know they don't have the kind of numbers to really switch this around, from what I can see. Um. This will be a school choice race if if uh, if he wins this. Some of the some of the things that McAuliffe has said in the last few days has been absolutely insane. Um, he was saying parents shouldn't have a right to talk about what their kids are being taught in school. Yeah, he said that, and then he said that. And I understand what he was going for when he said this next thing. I, I get it because you're, according to uh, new EEOC and OSHA guidelines and stuff, you need to be going after diversity, equity, uh, access, and inclusion of all kinds uh, in, in the hiring process. But he said that we need to have less white teachers, which isn't going to play well in certain areas of Virginia. Yeah, or for people who think that that should matter, right? Like that. I mean, yes, ideally it would be great to have more diverse teachers, but that's not mean have less. We shouldn't be having less anything teachers. Last I checked, there's a teacher shortage, so I don't think we should be. That seems a lot of hubris to say what what we should have fewer of. It's one thing to say let's right. try to get more black and brown teachers and more LGBT. Like, I, I get that, but less white ones, huh? You'd rather the kids not be taught anything than be taught by a and, white person. And a that's, lot of that, and a lot of that I feel like. is who applies for the job? Hmm. Who applies for the job? Uh, you know, if, you know, like I said, I grew up in Prince William County and 
I knew a lot of teachers there. Most of them came from Ohio, oddly enough. Uh, but if the majority of people trying to get the jobs, if the vast majority of people trying to get the jobs are Caucasian, you need to hire Caucasian. You can't, you can't force other people into jobs they may not want yet. Yeah. Give it time. Give it, so, give it a little bit more time. Right. Give it a little bit more time. But so if they aren't applying for the jobs, if people of color, of you know, whether black, Hispanic, whatever, if they aren't applying for the jobs, you can't force them into it. You can't. You just can't. So you can't have less of what, if you don't have a surplus of people applying of you know different races and nationalities you're not going to be able to do what you're saying on top of yep. you saying parents don't have a right to say what's taught to their kids you're going to be hurting in a lot of areas yep 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 except in the non-child having demographic which is not you can't rely on that as a as a as a I mean, I guess you can rely on it, but most households, and we, I say this as a childless household, most households have kids in them, and most households are concerned about education one way or another. Even if their kids are in private schools, they're still concerned about it because if schooling becomes so uh, unaffordable that they can't afford private schools or something else happens where they can't afford the private schools, they need to be able to rely on having government schools or public schools, whatever you want to call them. And uh, yeah, if you make them suck, and if you focus more on on you know political issues than on the actual quality of the schooling, yeah, people are scared of that, and they don't have to look far to see what happens when that happens. All they have to do is look at Detroit and Baltimore and many other parts of the country where they care more about politic politics and signaling than they do about actually serving the needs of the, of the kids. And uh, yeah, and Halcyon halcyon draconis seven over on youtube says this is why homeschooling is having a record boom in the last two years that's one of the reasons one of the other reasons is because the kids were home anyway the kids were home anyway and they were doing online learning and then kids started getting suspended from schools and getting in trouble one kid got in trouble because he had a nerf gun behind him on a shelf and it was in camera view. So I think he got suspended from school. This happened in, uh, I believe, Massachusetts. Uh, I know we covered it, but it was a while ago. I don't remember all the details, but he had a Nerf gun. Uh, somebody else got a new Nerf gun for his uh, birthday or for Christmas. And uh, he held it up to, for like show and tell. Look at what I got. Suspended. The camera allowed them to look into your house and then the kids were being punished based on what was being seen in the house. So a lot of people across the board said, I don't want the schools being that invasive into my house. So instead, since they're at home anyway, I'm just going to homeschool them because that makes more sense to me than right. this. Basically, that's what's going on here. This is, uh, I, I did not expect this. I did not expect this. His percentage oh, lead. Man. What's that? Uh, 
one of uh, I was like I, I was gonna say I'm not sure if any of the uh, school board things that we have seen in the news came from Virginia and then I remembered there was a massive one that came from Virginia in Loudoun County which that also could be driving the 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 Yunkin lead at this point on top of the stuff that um that uh uh the McAuliffe was saying about parents not having a right to say what is taught in their classrooms that was a tough one that was that was one that i saw a lot of a lot of people in the center who were like what the hell do you mean that you know we don't have a say in this and then and then true to form corporate media shows up and goes no he's right which just makes them double down and say no 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 they're wrong he's wrong and you're wrong and i think that's something that I think media realizes that long term they can just keep saying things until people believe it. But I think they often don't realize that when they do it immediately and quickly, that there is that counter effect of people reflexively seeing that they're being pushed into something and fighting back against it. And, um, you know, they sometimes they forget to finesse it. And this was something they forgot to finesse. And we're going to we're going to see what happens. Uh, it's now at, let's see, 71 percent. His uh, Youngkin's percentage lead is going down, but his vote total lead, which is matters, is going up. He's now ahead by 221,000, 220,000 votes, give or take, um, with 71% in. That's, <laughs> wow. That's going to yeah, be an interesting uh, one. It, it's... I can't put like I, I figured it was going to be closer than what it looks like it's going to be right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say definitely that that's how it's going to be, but uh, I thought it was going to be closer um, throughout the entire day. So we'll we'll keep you abreast of we'll keep everybody abreast of the situation as it unfolds. But right now, it is looking like the. Republicans may get the governor, the lieutenant governor, and win back the, I don't remember if they have a house or a, I don't think they have Oh, it's the, uh, hold on. It's called the, um, Dele, uh, the uh, G General Assembly. General Assembly. Yeah. It's a Una, um, Una, whatever. Fun fact, the General Assembly is the oldest continuous lawmaking body in the New World. It was established in 1619. It continued on even after the Revolution. Speaking of old things, Senator Joe Manchin, Matt, on Monday demanded that the House of Representatives representatives immediately take up the senate passed bipartisan infrastructure bill while making it clear he's not yet ready to support a separate social and climate spending bill yes uh on monday he railed against house progressives accusing them of holding the infrastructure bill hostage 
while uh, warning the tactics won't force him to commit to the separate $1.75 trillion spending dollar spending bill uh, before he is ready. They're essentially saying, because for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Mansion and Cinema were instrumental in getting this infrastructure deal put together. Instrumental in it. And Mansion really needs this infrastructure deal to go through. So the House is saying, we're going to hold on to this. We're just going to, we're going to hang on to this. And if you agree that you will vote for this now 1.75, this is down from the 3.2 trillion, I believe. Yes. Sure. Uh, the $1.75 trillion spending bill, we will pass them both at the same time. He's saying, if you want to hold this up, we will just not vote on either. Because if you don't pass my infrastructure bill in a timely manner, you can guarantee I'm not passing yours. Right, exactly. He, he, he is... He's like doing the baboon thing where he's just showing off the big red ass in order to intimidate everybody. What he's doing is classic legislating. We're just not used to this because legislators increasingly are just like, you know, this side signals what their party's going to do. This side signals what their party's going to do. And the behind closed doors, they work all this stuff out while they do this theatrics to keep us divided. He's doing the old school where like individual politicians are like, I'm not voting for this unless you do this, this and this. And that's how it used to be. And you can argue which of those is a better way of doing things. But the bottom line is it's seems to be working for him he's getting so far most or all of what he wanted so you know you tell me so far so far he is quoted as saying the political games have to stop holding this bill hostage is not going to work and getting my support for the reconciliation bill right also his voice does not sound like how i thought it would sound not even a little bit. Like I've only read stuff. I saw. I watched his press conference last night, and I was like, "That's what he sounds like." Yeah. Um. So the House failed to have a vote last week on the infrastructure bill once again, mm-hmm. again. Uh, amid pushbacks from pro- again, uh, amid pushbacks from progressives uh, who thought that it needed to be moved with the reconciliation package that is expected to carry new funding for healthcare, education, childcare, and other priorities. Uh, Manchin said, I've never seen anything like this, which makes me wonder where he has been for the last 10 years. Um, because I feel like this is how everything's done now. This is how uh, everything happens. Yes. The president of the United States has addressed the House Democratic Caucus twice to urge action on the bipartisan infrastructure bill and still no action. In my view, this is not how the United States Congress should operate. Now, I kind of agree with him here and I kind of disagree with him because I feel as though if the House doesn't want to pass something, that they are in their right to not even attempt to pass it. Right. They should just say, no, we don't want to do it. At the same time, for people who typically just fall in line when they are worried about a bill passing or not, right? for them to hold it hostage against their quote-unquote leader's uh, direction 
seems a bit much like that goes to show you how much power Joe Biden is actually wielding in this situation and why I continue to say that Joe Manchin is the most powerful politician in the free world right now, right now, right now, uh, congressional progressive caucus chairwoman Pramila Jayapal is that close? Does anybody know? I think so. I think it's Jayapal, but yeah. Jayapal uh, told CNN after Manchin's press conference that she was going to trust that Biden could get that 51st vote from him. Uh, the president says he can get 51 votes for the bill. We're going to trust him. We are tired of continuing to wait for one or two people. Or here's an option. Go for some of those middle of the road Republicans. Yeah. They like voting Although for funding. Keep in mind, keep in mind at this point, Matt, Joe Biden is probably as unpopular or close to unpopular as Donald Trump ever was. Despite the media doing or the corporate media anyway, I mean, you know, Fox News or whatever, but the bulk of the media doing everything they can to prop him up. Progressives hate him. Conservatives hate him. Libertarians hate him. Centrists are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. There's only that <laughs> that weird, like, vote blue no matter who, support the blue no matter what they do right. group that are still behind them. And if I'm a Republican, centrist, moderate, whatever, but just a Republican and I want my party in charge, yeah, I let this ship crumble. I sit there and say, I just think it's incredibly terrible how Joe Biden has failed to lead here, blah, blah, blah. And then I wait. And then, you know, when the Republicans take things back in the midterms, they, we now get to do the same damn thing. Because, keep again, keep in mind, the Republicans aren't going to get into office and do anything differently. This actually has nothing to do with actually fixing anything. It's all so, about who's in charge because then they're the ones who get the most money. Um, that's really all right. it's about. But yeah, no, I would totally when, let this thing fall apart. When, when the Republican, if the Republicans take back in 2022, I don't see them passing anything for the next two years that mm-hmm. Joe Biden wants, yeah. uh, because they'll wait until they have somebody in in power. But instead of 1.75 trillion, it'll be 2.25 trillion. And what they will say is. This is so much lower than the 3.25 trillion or the 3.2 trillion that the Democrats want. It's one yep. trillion less, even though the bill that's on the table right now is 1.75. Yep. Bernie Sanders uh, took a veiled swipe at Mansion. Apparently, their one-on-one meeting did not go so well. Um, <laughs> He said, the fact is that according to the uh, Congressional Budget Office, the infrastructure bill runs up a $250, $250 billion deficit. It's not right. paid for. Paid the for. legislation that I want to see passed is paid for in its entirety, the spending bill. Uh, it will not have an impact on inflation. So if we're talking about fiscal responsibility, I think what we're trying to do with the reconcil- reconciliation bill is the right thing. I'm just yeah, happy to hear that people are acknowledging that deficits cause inflation, but whatever, far be it for me to. Right. I mean, we're, it's a, it's a step. We're um, at least acknowledging that debt equals inflation, but okay. Right. 
Uh, supporters of the infrastructure bill have argued that it was fully paid for and that the CBO analysis uh, didn't include all the revenue streams, including unused coronavirus money. Now, if only there had been a show on the internet where two almost unsettlingly handsome men routinely warned that all of this coronavirus relief money would inevitably be funneled into future government spending. If only. If only. If only. Now, the CBO has not released an estimate for the impact on the social and climate spending bill, the Build yep. Back Better, for anybody who doesn't know, um, that is still being negotiated by the White House and congressional Democrats because the bill is not finalized, so they can't really do that. But when they say that it is fully funded and won't add a penny to the deficit, they're lying. Manchin said, I've been straightforward about my concerns that I will not support a reconciliation package that expands social programs and irresponsibly adds to our nearly 29 trillion in national debt that no one seems to care about. Good for you, Manchin. Nor will I support a package that risks hurting American families suffering from historic inflation. I will not support a bill that is so there. Sorry, that I will not support a bill that is this consequential without thoroughly understanding the impact it will have on our national debt, our economy, and most importantly, all of our American people. Got to respect him for that. Um, I respect him for that. Now, meanwhile, he is okay with a $250 billion deficit, but just not a multi-trillion dollar deficit. So I'll give him that something. Well, yeah, he's one of the people that's saying you're not counting the income streams that are going to be coming in. He's like, you're not counting those, including the coronavirus money that we're going to use to pay for this. Yep, that yep, you know, yep, added yep. to our debt. Um, the senator on Monday appeared to uh, have a bit of an issue with the framework, saying he found shell games and budget gimmicks that make the real cost of this so-called $1.75 trillion bill estimated to be almost twice that amount, which is $3.5 trillion, which is roughly what it started at. Yep. Now, White House Press Secretary COVID Saki. That's not good enough. There's got to be a better one there somewhere. Gen coronavirus. No. Peppermint COVID. Um, Jen, Jen SARS CoV 2. I'll take that one. I Jen like SARS CoV 2 uh, said the framework meets Manchin's concerns about the economic impact. She filled up another mask with the Biden dung that spewed from her mouth. Um, Senator Manchin says he is prepared to support a Build Back Better plan that combats inflation, is fiscally responsible, and will create jobs. The plan the House is finalizing meets those tests. It is fully paid for. No, it's not. Uh, will reduce the deficit. No. 
and brings down costs for healthcare, childcare, elder care, and housing. No, 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 and no. Um, you have a, you have a look in an. Uh, go. Let's go ahead and finish this story because there's something pretty breaking here. Okay, uh, the battle comes at a rough time for Biden. Uh, his polling numbers are actually lower than Trump's at the same point in the presidency. There it is by a decent by a decent margin. Yeah. Um, and national Democrats who have been worried about their voting. Uh, so the, and the Democrats are worried about what's going to happen in 22 and beyond. Um, Democratic lawmakers are pressing uh, for a House vote on the infrastructure bill already approved by the Senate. Believe doing so could help Biden and give a boost to Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. It. Yeah, that didn't happen. In fact, let's take a quick break to see how that's going, as well as another big race. Uh, let's see how this uh, build back better is working. Uh, so we've got uh, with 74% with almost three quarters in uh, again, the percentage margin continues to narrow, but that, uh, that 200 plus thousand is holding Glenn Youngkin. It continues to lead by over 200,000 votes, with 74% in and with 58% of Fairfax County reporting. So there's no, Big surprises coming in at this point. In fact, the only only counties I'm seeing here that are still looks like Richmond hasn't even started yet. Where's Richmond again? I feel like some of those were like a hundred percent counted not long ago. Oh, you know what? You're right. Now they're not. Now they're not. It's okay. There's nothing weird about it. I don't know it. how you go from 100% counted to not. How do we... Where's Richmond again? Richmond City. They're okay. now 40% in. So there's no big surprises happening here at this point. They're, I think Glenn Youngkin might be the next governor of New of Virginia. Now, here's some other incredible news. With 25% reporting in New Jersey... Oh, the Republican Jack Ciattarelli. Uh oh. Whoa. That just happened. Who is it? Uh, uh, the Jersey, the South Jersey Libertarian. Uh, uh, Greg Mel. Yeah, he's at point three one percent here. Uh, but with uh. Does that show? Well, no, the South Jersey, uh, South Jersey libertarians in the comments. Um, Because he's he's been commenting. But yeah, Jack. Chattarelli. Chattarelli. Chattarelli has taken a lead. Is now ahead. At 26. uh, Show show me the county there. Okay, so Sussex County is going to be massive. Is unreported. Oh, is it? Yeah, that that is a heavy Democrat area. That's a a lot of that area is um, uh, New York City transplants. Oh, now Jack Murphy, Philip Murphy's ahead. So this is one Philip of those. Philip Murphy's things. ahead. 
Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be actually a tighter race than the Virginia looks like it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be Sussex going to be very red. And I could have sworn Sussex was blue. Giuseppe uh, Gualtieri is saying that Sussex is going to be very red. All right. Well, if that's the case, Giuseppe. What about uh, Cumberland and Salem? They're not. They're not reporting anything. They're not reporting anything yet. These aren't saying what percentage reported they are. They're just saying. Drudge no, report. Really. Drudge report is declaring Yunkin the winner. Holy crap! And that is being called by AP News. No, okay. So AP News is saying that he's just viewed more favorably. That Youngkin is being favor uh, is viewed more favorably than Donald Trump. Oh, I don't see where he called it. It just says Dems go down. Well, it's the it's the. If you go back, it's the uh, asterisk next to Youngkin's name. Oh, okay. That's that's them calling it. How about that? Yeah, I was going to say, it's only like a 9% lead with 75 of expected vote in. Yeah, at this point, he's about 200,000 ahead with 76% in. Yeah, two hundred thousand three, two hundred three thousand. Huh. We'll fancy that, guys. It's. I'm not like, we've made early calls. I still wouldn't call this. I, I like. I'm definitely saying it's leaning that way, but I wouldn't say that yet. I wouldn't say that's a win. If it if it's not a win, I'd be shocked but I wouldn't call it yet. Not in Virginia. If we get to 80% and he's still above 150,000 votes, I don't see it changing. What's this one? Yeah, the the only ones that have large numbers to still report are all heavily in favor of Yunkin. Yeah. Yeah, Fairfax County is 81% in. And every time they increase that count, McAuliffe's lead there goes down. Fairfax, 89. Fairfax City, Fairfax County, 80. Fairfax County, 81. Alexandria City, 48. That's the only one, but it has a low population. I don't see this changing, guys. I don't... I don't see this changing, folks. I mean, even even Richmond at this point is almost half in. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... I don't see this changing. So anyway, uh, so that's how that's going. Yeah, that's how that's so liberals going. Are... Go ahead. Liberals are still. Uh... Yeah, you're good. Refusing to budge on early vote on infrastructure, preferring to try to leverage it in order to get the spending bill going through. 
in order to do the larger social spending and climate measures. Uh, and Manchin, he is holding it. He is holding his own. Yep. He is holding his own against the biggest players in the game. And if if the if Nancy Pelosi and the uh, Bernie Sanders and the uh, Schumer, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, don't start playing by Manchin's rules, there's a chance that this Congress doesn't pass anything. Anything. Which if Joe Manchin by Manchin's rules if Joe Manchin ends up becoming the reason why Joe Biden isn't able to do much to make things worse thank you Joe Manchin I'm not even going to pretend I agree with him on most things I agree disagree with him heartily on the vast majority of things if he stops things from getting any worse than they already are in D.C. Or makes the trajectory of things worsening any if he stops that from happening. Thanks. If Build Back Better, if Build Back Better doesn't pass, the government shuts down, doesn't it? No, because they did raise the debt ceiling. No, they only extended it. They did a they did a part time thing till December. Oh, but they'll raise it again. That I don't see. Yeah, I don't see the government shutting down. I do see this thing possibly not passing, though, in any form. And if that happens, if we go two years and nothing passes, centrists are going to go like that. Now, here's what really matters. It doesn't matter if Democrats win. It doesn't matter if Republicans win. You always get the same thing. More spending, more taxes, more debt, more war, more people in cages, more subjugation more violation of your rights and, and, and lives and property. And that's never going to change until we get other people in office. And that's why I'm going around the country to try to help grow the liberty movement. That's why we do what we do on this show. That's why we're doing everything we can, because we can sit here and, and, and say which are you know degrees. Some are d- degrees of better, you know, I, I would put Joe Manchin, Manchin in a, a several degrees better than most other people, Republican or Democrat in the Senate. Certainly does not make him preferable by any stretch. Um, One state that has very few silver linings for freedom is New York. But there is a strong and growing liberty movement in New York. And so for the next two weeks, I am going to be in New York to help grow that movement. Uh, I'm going to be there for the Spike Cohen, the I... I don't know if this is the I Heart New York or the I Spike New York. I don't, because I'm, it's both a heart and me. So the I, whatever that is, New York, 2021 tour. It's hard to read all those different dates because I'm going to be there for 11, for 10 days. Um, but if you go to SpikeCohen.com or if you go to my social media and check out the uh, event links that I put up in my posts, um, come on out, come out to the events and uh, I will be starting in New York City. Uh, I will be in studio for Kennedy tomorrow night at 7 um the uh gosh what else is going on there i'm going to be in garden city out there in long island i'm going to be in farmingdale i'm going to be in syracuse for three days i'm going to be in bergen just west of rochester i'm going to be in wanonta ononionta i don't know how to say that uh then i'm going to finish things in staten island i might be doing an event in buffalo and i might be doing an event uh up in albany or further north in the upstate uh some more on that stay tuned but i'm going to be doing that now tomorrow on a very special episode of my fellow Americans. 
I will be, you will be listening to my interview with Peter C. Earle. He is an economist with the American Institute of Economic Research. And uh, we had a really, really good conversation about what is going on with the supply chain and the economy. Now, the actual show is not going to be hosted by me because I'm going to be in New York City. And I will be at, probably at that point leaving the Fox Business Studio, or maybe I'll still be there. I'm not sure what I'm doing there. Um, but the show is going to be hosted by none other than the Eskimo Libertarian herself. Nulik Trupp will be the guest host for my fellow Americans tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and then on Thursday is the writer's block, Matt, and you've got a special guest as well. I do. I have uh, Jenny Cato. Cato, 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 who is running for state house in Iowa. Um, very excited. Uh, she has, she's a small business owner. Um, they're a small business owner and uh, has the Cato Medical Services, uh, manages their business, Cato Medical Services. Uh, so we will be talking to them about their uh, race and for state house in Iowa and uh, so many, so many other things. Awesome. Awesome. That's going to be a good conversation. And it's Bergen. Breaking news, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, this is not called Bergen. It's called Bergen. Um. Bergen. That's what I'm going to be as in Bergen. Bergen, New York. And uh, what was I going to say? Uh also the um uh so then on friday is going to be uh the uh, cajun and eskimo from bayou to igloo starting at 9 30 eastern uh and then all this weekend and actually starting wednesday thursday friday i'm going to be in new york if you're in new york come on out come out to one of the events i'd love to see you i will be in the empire state freedom summit uh, which is a weekend-long event there in Syracuse featuring me and Thomas Queter and Larry Sharp himself, the gubernatorial candidate, uh, and libertarian extraordinaire Larry Sharp, uh, Dwayne Whitmer, and many other incredible libertarians will be there at the Freedom Summit. And then on, Oneonta, Oneonta. Everyone's telling me how to, how to pronounce these different things. Then on Monday... Is another amazing episode. Of, is another amazing episode of Mr. Mirica, the Beard of Truth, with Jason nope. Lyon. Nope. 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 On Monday at 7 p.m., mm. there is a brand new episode of Liberty Roundtable. Ah. And I don't know who the guests are for that yet. So we will. You're not going to believe who the guests are. You aren't going to believe who all is going to be on that episode of Liberty Roundtable at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Muddy Waters Media. Muddy Waters Media. And then next Tuesday, right here. Yeah? Wait. We're doing the show right now? I believe we're doing a show next week. I we might be doing a show next week. I'm doing a show next week. <laughs> we're having a show next week which may have me in it or not. 
Am I going to be there? Who knows? But you'll find out whoever's going to be, someone's going to be there, Matt Wright, and <laughs> they're going to be there to talk about the week's events, like the pithy little school <laughs> that they are. Muddy Waters Freedom, right here, same muddy place, same muddy time, possibly different muddied hosts. Well, one of them. Then, Most. and that's, yeah, that's an entire week. And then it kind of gets yes. in the weeds after that. <laughs> so one, one, let's do one last next update. Weekend. Before. Next weekend. Next weekend. Oh, next weekend is next guess weekend. what? Next weekend is going to be. Oh, also, just so everybody knows, today, today is the two-year anniversary of the first time that Spike Cohen and myself woke up in the same bed. Also, it's the two-year anniversary yes! of the day of the day we met Mr. Murica, the Bearded Truth, in person. Yes. And his lovely, wonderful, better lion wife, Kelsey. The best lion. Um, the best lion. Well, yes. That was daughter, the first time. And it was the first time I met Tom Arnold in person. So that means yesterday was the first was the two year anniversary of the first time we met in person. Yes, and then we yeah. slept together the first night. <laughs> we did. Wow. We slept together the first night. The first night. Wow, you know Ben. Franklin we did not put said, up much of a fight then. And no one did. No, Ben Franklin said two hundred years ago. He said, "Don't be a hoe." And uh, we didn't we didn't listen. Also, we uh, created a pillow wall between us. It was <laughs> very, it was a very very securely heterosexual thing we did, creating a boundary of pillows just to make sure that we didn't accidentally touch each other. So anyway, to, that was to fun. be honest, it started out as a pillow fort that collapsed, and we just left it. We just left it. It was a pillow. It was a pillow Maginot line, if you will. Um, right. It was a pillow imagino line. Except neither one of us wanted to play Nazi. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Election update. With 70. 80%. With 80%. Glenn Youngkin is still ahead. By. My math is failing me right now. By 185,000 votes. 185,000 votes. Who's going to win this? There was a site that I was on. Just when it was this one, where they were... It wasn't this one. Um, and in were... New Jersey, with 34% reporting, Jack Chatterelli is ahead with 50.5% of the vote. 15, 15,000 votes, 16, 16,000 votes. Yeah. Yeah. 16,000 votes. Not yeah, Just over actually just over 16,000 votes. Wow. There was a site that I was Terry... on not long ago where they were saying, um, what's that? Name that one. Um, they were saying that there was only like eight, uh, seven hundred thousand votes left in Virginia. So, 
keep that in mind uh, as you're watching these results coming in. If there, if at that time there were only 700,000 votes left, once it gets, that was at like 78%. So once it gets to uh 89,000 if there's still a 150,000 vote lead that thing is over a judge rejected a request to keep polls open in New Jersey until 9:30 said it would cause vis disarray and there's no proof voters were turned away because of snags with the new electronic poll books it's expected if it's to help anyone it would be Chatterelli although it's not expected to help anyone cuz it didn't end up being necessary I'm just looking at some of the uh, every single metric I'm looking at. McAuliffe is just underperforming what he needs. Um, the uh, absentee results at the general consensus was that he needed to get over 77% uh, of the absentee um, uh, votes in Fairfax County. And uh, he got 75 like if, if he wanted to win, he needed to be at, at least. Nate Silver at 538 is calling Virginia for Yunkin. It's over. If 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 531 called, if, if Nate Silver called it, it's over. Yeah, it, it's looking like they're saying that it's going to be a uh, Republican sweep of all things that uh, are on the board this year. Being the general, the general assembly, the lieutenant governor, and the governor, there was no senate up for election this year. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be that, that's going to be huge, and that has to terrify the Democrats going into twenty twenty two. Yeah, if Jack Chad or if Jack, if the Republican Jack uh, pulls out the win in New Jersey, that will definitely be a terrifying moment for Democrats going into 2022. To lose New Jersey will be huge. Yep. Oh, does it? Uh, I am We'll do a check. Can, can you do a check on um, Scott, Scotty Bowman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty Bowman, let's do that. Uh, Detroit Police Commission election results. Wow, Scotty Bowman almost at 40%. He's at 36.7%. Uh, um, 3,100 to 5,300. It says with 0% reporting. I'm not sure how that works. With how much reporting? It says 0% reporting, so... I'm not sure how many, but okay. he's uh, he's he's doing well. There. Yeah, he's solidly in second place. There. I like that you still have the New Jersey election results up. Yes. Oh, is that time? Yes. Okay. There we go. Anyway. Yeah, no. Uh, so everybody uh, can watch those results coming in. Just coming in, yeah. No, and uh, and in Virginia, it is uh, 
Who's going to win this time? He's going to win it. He's now up 170,000 votes with 82% in. He's going to win this. He could, yeah. That is incredible. I, I feel confident that we can continue our winning streak at this point of calling the oh, right uh, winners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling. Yeah. So I'm calling. Here, here at Muddied Waters. Yeah. I don't think we've been wrong. We've never been wrong in when a race, once a race is going and saying who's going to win a race, we've never been wrong. We called uh, uh, Jack Kemp over Stacey Abrams days. Not Jack Kemp. Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp. Jack Kemp was the was Buffalo, Bob Dole's running mate. We called Brian, we called that Jack Kemp was dead. No, we called Brian <laughs> Kemp over Stacey Abrams like two weeks before anyone else did. We called uh ron desantis who i called rick desantis I, we called ron desantis over the meth guy uh the naked cocaine meth guy with the boyfriend he we called that um <laughs> what's that guy's name andrew Gilliam. <laughs> oh gillum andrew gillum, gillum. we called gillum. we called uh 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 desantis over gillum days before anyone else. like we called it that we call and we just said it we were like they're gonna win it like look at the numbers they're gonna win it. and um yeah we're gonna i'm calling and i think you are as well we're calling glenn young with the boyfriend meth the guy with the boyfriend um i mean there's photos uh there we're calling photos. we're calling youngkin for governor are we calling chatterelli for uh no. i mean that's close no absolutely yeah i don't I, I don't know reporting no No, I Devil, we will keep Devil an eye on it, and no. we will make a we will make a post when I feel comfortable to uh, to make it, since I'm the one that runs it. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're not making that call right now. No, but I'll I'll it's call Youngkin. Uh, we're I'll call Youngkin. Youngkin is the is the next governor. Um, and I'm also calling it by tweeting it right now that the red wave that just happened in Virginia is proof that school choice is the new third rail of politics. If you want to say that. Yeah. I'm going to say it has solidified school choice as the new third rail of politics. If you want to say that parents don't have a choice where their kids get to go to school or, or what their decisions uh, are that they get to make, then you're going to get voted down even in Virginia. Yes. That's what it's about. Now, I have no idea if Republicans are going to do a damn thing about school choice in Virginia. I just know that that was the voters saying, no, screw you. They're my kids, not yours. That was the difference. Yeah, when, um, when I was going to school in Virginia, school choice was something that was constantly brought up. I'm not going to say when that was. Do you want, I don't know if I told you this or not. Do you want to hear something weird? Yes. Uh, bootleg Libertarian, not a real Libertarian podcast network. Mm -hmm. Yes. He and I went to the same high school. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, he and I went to the same high school. Same year or like? <laughs> no. <laughs> Quite a few years in between those two. 
But yeah, no, he and I went to the same high school. His his wife went to the rival high school. Did not know that he used to live in Manassas, Virginia. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Uh, so, so everybody, folks, happy, uh, happy tune in tomorrow for Eskimo. Yes. Tune in tomorrow tune for in Eskimo tomorrow Libertarian. For Eskimo Libertarian. Eskimo Libertarian. Now, before that, tune in at 7 p.m. on Fox Business for Spike Cohen in studio on Kennedy. And then tune in right here, 8 p.m. Right here, my fellow Americans, Eskimo Libertarian, the special guest host, featuring me interviewing Peter C. Earl talking about economic stuff. Then tune in tomorrow to watch Matt Wright talk with Jenny Cadle slash Cadell about her, I believe it's Cadell, uh, for her race and, and what she's running on. Then Friday night, Eskimo and Cajun, Bayou, Igloo, 9.30 Eastern, weekend, New York, Monday, Bearded Truth. No, Liberty Roundtable, 7, two, Tuesday, Muddy Waters, Matt, I don't, maybe me. Wednesday, my, no, not my, no. Next weekend, next weekend, South Carolina, all of us, well, three of us. Maybe four. Four of us. Matt, if someone Maybe. were to try to find us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? It would be possible. All one would have to do is go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yes, okay. Hello. Once you are there, you can listen to the sweet, dulcet tones of our voices, or you can hear us on your favorite podcasting app. But if you go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, you can subscribe. And for the low, low price of two medium lattes a month from Starbucks, you get exclusive content and you will be invited to the muddied zoom, which will be taking place. Oh yeah. In just a few short weeks, right up in just a few short weeks on november on november 18th no yes on november 18th you will be able that is on my calendar if you make me change it again oh are you talking about oh the muddy zoom i thought you were talking about south carolina yes no the muddy zoom oh yeah no i i'm definitely going to be able to do that (laughs) the muddy zoom on November 18th because if Spike makes me change it in my calendar one more time after we announce it or after I add it to my calendar right no, I, I, I should be I, I'm, gonna, I'm good for that. that that'll work I hope so because it's in both of our calendars I can see that no, I know it's right I'm looking at it that it's gonna, that's happening you can also leave us voice messages and we will play them live on the air It's just fantastic. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Muddiedwatersmedia.com. And you can, of course, go to the store, get all sorts of sweet muddiedwatersmedia.com merch. Suckle from the teat of freedom. Get the logo there. 
Let's get some Spike Cohen stuff, some Waffle House Caucus stuff, some the Writer's Block stuff. You can get some cow titty. You got that twice. Wow, okay. And, uh, yeah, again, go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwater slash subscribe. $10 a month. Exclusive content. Muddied Zoom. Ad-free experience on Anchor listening to our podcast. You can't go wrong. Two, ten bucks a month. What are you going to do? Ten bucks a month. It's a nothing. It's nothing. That's how that's how the new governor of New Jersey talks. Chacha Valley. He says, hey, you, uh, you, you, you become a member of the, the Muddy Waters. That's how we talk. You know, for ten bucks a month, you can skip the two-minute commercial of me and Spike talking about Anchor. Yep. That's Not worth whispering. it right there. That's worth it right there. That's worth it right there. So, folks, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow on Fox Business and then here on Muddy Waters Media. We'll see you Thursday. We'll see you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll see you every single day of the week. Thanks again for tuning in to this amazing episode. We love you very much. And where we're going, we don't need roads.